Well, hey, welcome back to Quiet Moments with Quilla, Redefining Life's Chaos, a bi-weekly podcast where I, Quilla, share many of the chaotic moments that I've had in my life, like being born with spina bifida, being date raped as a teen, married, divorced, motherhood after 40, and just all, all, all kinds of alls. And I take the time to redefine those moments, looking through God's view, seeing how he was and is always there. I never took the time to reevaluate what I was going through until now. And it all makes sense, y'all. When you redefine something, you give it a new meaning, a new interpretation. The world wants you to feel out of control, but God's will, God's will is that you put your trust in him. No other major instructions needed. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, New Living Translation says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So let's take the time together and redefine chaos because it's coming. But God is surely greater. So y'all, ain't it something how God turned that whole situation about my uh my marriage and my divorce and my supposed to be best friend Monica turned it into the absolute best thing that could have happened. Um, I must emphasize on the importance of looking back at past experiences, um, experiences, reexamining and redefining them because I promise you it's something to be gained. God wastes nothing. It all works together for our good. If you don't see the good, ask it. Ask God to help you see it. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, Amplified Version. I told y'all, I, I go with whatever version makes more sense to me. But um, in Romans 8, 28, Amplified Version, it says, And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose and I'm sorry, according to his plan and purpose. And that is exactly what he did. He caused Monica to work for my good. She introduced me to a barber who 10 years later introduced me to my husband. What you say today? Ain't that something? Look at these rickety people in your life and see what purpose they're serving. Look at these people in your life that's a thorn in your side and ask God, all right, what I'm getting? What I'm getting out of that? Because I don't like it. Why are they here? What's what? What purpose do they serve? to your behalf to your benefit where are you at in this jesus because i don't i don't see it so now getting back to the story i had just met my new boo at the barbershop and just so happened that particular summer that i met him was the first summer that my kids had went to live with their dad in another state for the whole summer it was the first time since being a mom that i was child free for an extended period of time can you tell by my voice i was hyped i was excited i ain't up i ain't know what to do i was carefree i was relaxed i was chill i was i had some money in my pocket it was it was terrific i mean what new boo no kids georgia we was all we was on all kind of dates all kind of outings i got to finally experience the fullness of georgia and let me tell y'all we had some child-free dates. <laughs> like, I didn't even have to worry about being back at a certain time because the babysitter type, 
dates. I, I mean, nothing, nothing X-rated or nothing, y'all. Keep it holy, keep it holy. Um, but now there was this one particular date. I thought it was so sweet. <sighs> My new boo called and asked me what I had planned for the day. And I told him I had a doctor's appointment, but it was in Atlanta because I had to go see a specialist. So I thought he'd be like, all right, you know, hit me up when you get back and we'll see we'll see what the day brings. Instead, he was like, um, all right, I'll, I'll ride. Let's go. Dramatic pause, because, you know, I put dramatic pauses in every episode. Dramatic pause. What you what you mean? You want to go? You want to go to the doctor with me? I don't know you like that, buddy. You ain't finna get all my business. Nah. Nope. And you want to go to Atlanta? Nope. You're not finna chop me up and put me in a trunk somewhere. Nope. 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 But I guess against, I don't want to say against my better judgment, but for whatever reason, I was like, all right, let's get it. Let's go. So we go to the Emory, uh, the Emory Clinic in Atlanta. We get to the appointment and keep in mind, I barely know this dude. This is like, you know, first month or so of dating. I don't know him. He know he knows the outline of my health. He doesn't know doctor's appointment health. <laughs> and so he's he's attentively listening to the doctor talk. He was focused. I mean, he was focused. He started asking the doctor more questions than I was asking. So I sit back, I sat back and watched. I watched this new dude ask every possible concern about my health that he could ask and I promise you that was the day I was like yep you it <laughs> you it <laughs> you don't know it but you it you you my boo forever like forever forever ever I'll gas forever forever ever yes he was my new boo forever I don't think I had ever had that much attention paid or focused on my health from an outside person especially from an outside person that I rarely, uh, that I barely knew. And that type of genuine care and concern, oh man, how could you not love that? How could you not fall in love with that? So yeah, that right there, that, that'd be typical, uh, the typical dinner and a movie. No, we good. We can go on doctor dates every time, every time. <laughs> and I remember, I remember calling my cousin and telling her all about it. I was like, girl, he was asking so many questions, like he was all up in my business, but it was in a cute, caring way. And from that day on, I knew he was the, he was one, he is one because you know, we're still married, we're still together. He is one that I can be completely myself with. Now, do I allow myself to do that all the time? No. I'm, I'm still human. I'm still a woman. I'm still emotional. I'm still, you know, I'm still me. But I know that I can allow myself to be completely vulnerable. I can be completely helpless. I can be completely hopeless. I can be completely speechless. And he would have the weight. He would have the strength. He would have the foundation to, to sustain that, to carry that, to lift that. Um, y'all, y'all, y'all gonna make me cry on this podcast talking about my boo, but <laughs> we ended up dating for two years and then we got married. <laughs> so now I'll admit we didn't do things biblically correct all the time. Um, 
we we did live together before we got married. However, at one point, you know, God was like, he began to deal with me and he was like, nope, no ma'am, no ma'am, Sam, you know better. What kind of example was I setting for my kids by allowing a man to, uh, to stay with us and we weren't married? My daughter was six, seven. So she knew. Uh, my son, eh, he was three or four, but he still knew. He still knew, you know, there was a man around that wasn't necessarily daddy because, of course, that's all they had known. That's all they had experienced. They didn't see me dating. I, I wasn't that type of chick. Um, and I shared my thoughts with him and I told him, you know, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're, we're not really setting the best example for the kids. And it's, it's a lot. It's weighty, you know can't remember the exact verbiage I used but you know whatever I told him this ain't it this 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 is not okay I'm 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 not okay with this and um a couple I want to say maybe six months or so later we got married and it was the simplest of ceremonies we jeans (laughs) jeans and white tees y'all in a gazebo out in the country I want to say I had just had a small procedure on my foot, so like heels and fancy and all that wasn't wasn't gonna make it. So he he simpled it down for me. The simplest of ceremonies: jeans, t-shirts, gazebo, six people, me, him, kids, uh, his friend, my friends. That's it. That's all we needed. Love, love doesn't need an audience to flourish. It, it's great. Everybody wants to be noticed. Everybody wants to be. You know, highlighted it. If I had to do it again, maybe I would. Once we renew vows, do I want the whole ceremony? Probably. I want to be cute. I want to get on, put on a dress, and have everybody stand up and watch me. <laughs> but we'll see. So here I am, y'all, married again. Looking back, because we're redefining some stuff. Looking back, I can probably say. I was not ready to be somebody's wife. I still hadn't fully healed from my childhood experiences and disappointments. And on top of that, I definitely was not healed from the experience of infidelity with my ex-husband. I didn't trust men. I didn't trust women. At that point, I didn't trust boys, girls, cats, dogs. (laughs) Nothing. Not a man, person, place, or thing was trustworthy in my opinion. Everybody got side-eyed. Okay, but here I was making it work because I won't be defeated. You know, pride says you did it and I'll do it. Did I love my husband? Absolutely. But it was with a tainted love. It wasn't with pure love. It wasn't with genuine love. Um, I loved him to the degree that I knew love to be. I loved him to the degree that I had experienced love. It was not a godly love. It was not unconditional. It was not unwavering. It was a tangible people love. Yep, love you. Woo-woo. That's what I knew. You you give what you get. The law of reciprocation. That's what I did. Um, I didn't willingly go into this marriage like that. I didn't know until I was kind of in the thick of it. <laughs> Homegirl, you, this ain't it. You, you jacking this up. I thought I was good. I thought I was good and healed. And amen. But familiar situations and circumstances was were... were ever present and they allowed me to know oh yeah that still hurt oh yeah you still mad at them oh yeah that looks familiar run um i was a runner i i man my back talk i don't need you whatever i done been single before with kids 
I didn't dealt with infidelity. I didn't been abandoned. Whatever. I don't need you. Bye. Oh yeah. My kickback. I still have days where I'm like, ooh, 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 ooh. Jesus, if you don't hold it, I can't either. Um, but I'm getting better. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that on down the line. Cause we know, I know y'all gonna keep coming in because you're messy and you wanna know more Monica situations. <laughs> but yeah, anyways. Um, my husband, he, he loves the Lord and you know, that was definitely helpful. That is definitely helpful. His experiences and my experiences are quite, quite different when it comes to, um, religion. And initially that was a huge thing for our marriage because I thought, you know, attend the same church, worship the same, express the same. I thought it had to look the same in order to be the same. And that proved completely wrong I, I was wrong during when we were dating I was still attending the church that I had told y'all about a couple episodes ago from my co-worker I was still the church secretary you know still doing church and his particular church they don't hold services every Sunday um and so it was looking like I was always in somebody's church building and he was never in somebody's church building and I became that nagging wife like you gonna go to church this week uh, you paid your tithes. Like I was, I'm not his mama. That that's, that's not my role. I don't have the right to ask anybody that, um, being married, you take your petitions to God and God puts it on their heart, on your spouse's heart. I had to learn that. I'm still having to learn that. Cause I'm, I'm one of those. I got an issue with you. I'm going to take it up with you. I do not always allow God to be my intercessor. Ugh. That's hard to say y'all. But I don't, I don't take it to him as the median. I don't say, all right, God, my husband did X, Y, and Z, and I didn't like it. Um, You know, tell me why I didn't like it. Tell me why that hurts. Can you also tell him not to do that or or show him how that hurt me? I don't do that. I'm like, "Mm mm-mm, you did this. I ain't like it. Can you not? (laughs) Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta. Jesus is yet working in me. All right. All right. But from my previous marriage, none of that was really an issue. We did church together. Like literally, we did church together. Now, notice I said we did church together. Our individual relationship with God was totally separate. I had to learn now that you don't have to experience something together in order for it to mean the same depth to you. I can't tell my God, my my husband, his his love for God ain't the same because he don't be in somebody's church building every Sunday. I can't tell that man that. Um, And he can't in turn tell me I love God more because I am in somebody's church building every Sunday. So I had to allow him to express himself, allow him to have his individual relationship. Um, I had to allow that to grow however God saw fit. My husband is very much the spiritual leader in our house. He just, again, he expresses it different. Whereas I'm around here maybe blasting the music and singing and and the whole thing. He may not do that. However, if there is a spiritual matter or if there is a matter, he'll say, the Lord says X, Y, and Z. So no, he got the foundation. It's just expressed differently. Okay, cool. You do you. We fine. You not around here telling me to chant and and (laughs) rub some type of a... (laughs) crystal ball so yeah we on the same wavelength we good we good amen um 
the kids, they they do they do what I do by default. They go where I go by default, not because there is necessarily a preference. My son at times used to want to go to church with my husband um, because they get out earlier. You know, it's it's less. Um, I don't want to say dramatics because I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say that my church is dramatic, <laughs> but it's it's less. They, they do things very simple. Um, kind of Jesus said in and out, boom. And they they have dinner afterwards and all that. So, of course, my son was like, can I go to church with him? And that was, I, it's cool. I Whatever. It's cool. As long as you know Jesus, as long as you have your own independent relationship, whether you're in somebody's building or not in somebody's building, I am totally fine. I am nobody's judge. I, I'm just not, that's not, that, that ain't that ain't what I'm here for. Um, but it, it was cool. Again, like I said, I knew now in my now adult relationship with God that I was very edgy about the things concerning God and how they translated to the outside world. But I was wholly focused on appearance and not relationship. Now, totally different. I don't ask my husband, have you gone to church? Are you going to church? Can you go to church with me? I don't I don't do none of that. Um, I watch. He he is he's his relationship has progressed over the years, and that's all that I could ask for. You know? It it is what it is. That's between him and Jesus at this rate. That's between him and Jesus. Just like my relationship is between me and Jesus. Okay? Alright. And um, let me see. It was about six months, maybe, after us being married. I ended up leaving that initial church and joining another one, me and the kids. And I've been there for 10 years. My husband goes um, where he always has gone, and and we're just fine. You do what God says, I do what God says. Long as God is not telling one of us to do something contrary to what the Bible says, (laughs) we're good. If I ask him to attend a church, um, an event at our church, he will. If I, I tell him the kids are doing such and such at church, can you go and, and see and participate? He will. I have as well attended a few events at his church upon his request. So that's working well for our house. I cannot tell you what to do for your house. I will not tell you what to do for your house. Okay? Okay. Now, there was a time where he thought I was spending too much time at church and it became a whole thing but it was outside stuff involved my husband is a protector so when he feels like people aren't protecting his family or doing right by his family he's got an issue he don't care if you're in the church out the church it didn't matter to him any man should be like that so then i had to learn not to always share my qualms with him because he was ready to handle it like boom where they at all right you don't need to go back Eh. whereas i'm like okay let me pray through it see what happens let me give it time he was like yeah no it's too much. Don't on pull back. Um, but it we, we we worked through that. It was it was rough because I felt like he was asking me to choose God over him as opposed to know the place where you're going does not seem to be nurturing you. So I need you to pull back. I didn't hear it that way. I had tainted hearing um, because a man telling me what to do. Is, was was not my comfort zone. Again, based on my past, everything is a healing process. Everything, things take time. 
and you don't realize that the sore is still tender underneath the scab until somebody pulls the scab off. You know? Eh, it is what it is. Eh, it was what it was. But yeah, so basically that was the intro phase to our marriage. So much. Like, that's just... I just kind of hit or miss between some stuff. I, I can't tell y'all everything. Yeah, like, like what's her name? Tabitha Brown says, because that's my business. I can't tell y'all all my business. But that was the intro to... Uh, that was the intro to our marriage. And I will definitely keep going with the story. Uh, but I'm going to stop. Oh, 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 da, 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 da. I'm going to stop right now. And I'll be back on April 24 or 14 days from today. And I will still be redefining the chaos that was once in my life. Because thank God for the victory, the chaos ends now. I am no longer considering what I've been through as chaos. I'm choosing to redefine situations and circumstances, realizing that the chaos brought me closer, and the redefining of such gives me total reassurance in my God. And through it all, I'm still smiling, y'all. Don't forget, dramatic pause, drum roll please. Go check out the website www.floodgatepurposeandpassions.com to see all the good things that the Lord has allowed to transpire. The book, the podcast, and the merch. Hopefully, I will... Let me think. Let's see. Shirts. Shirts and more shirts. There are more designs to come. Um, I'm just trying to ease myself into this. I don't want to get over in over my head I, I want to kind of you know do things in excellence so I'm really just kind of releasing a few things at a time just to see how things go and and learn my way around the system because this is all new to me um but God has yet remained faithful so I have no doubts he will see me through it and all right bye